0: Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends, and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky.
1: Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. I'm Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 24 year breast cancer survivor. I'm a certified life coach and the author of my new book, Thriving Beyond Cancer.
2: And I'm Becky Olson. I'm a four-time, 22-year survivor of advanced stage breast cancer. I'm also a motivational speaker, a speaker mentor, and the author of The Hat That Saved My Life. Uh, Sharon and I are also the co-founders of Breast Friends. And Sharon, before we bring our guest on today, I wanted to just take a second and kind of share something because I think it'll tie in beautifully with our guest and why we invited him onto our show today. Um, You know, one of the things that Sharon and I always tell our patients is to find a way to embrace their journey. And I honestly, that is often uh, much easier said than done because when you're feeling so horrible about a recent diagnosis and you're going through chemo and you're doing all this stuff, how do you possibly embrace all that because it's, you just feel icky and you're scared and there's just so many things going on. And I have a little story I wanted to share with you about something that a friend of mine did for me. Her name is Patty, and she did this to kind of help me embrace my journey um, as I was going through cancer for the first time. And Sharon, I know you know when I went through it. How I lost all my hair very quickly.
1: Oh, and, and it, it was, was devastating. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and
2: you know some people get through the hair loss pretty easily, but for most women, I believe, and for certainly for me, it was it was a horrifying thing to just suddenly lose it all. And I was out one day at a restaurant with some friends, wearing a scarf, and as I walked past this table, one of the ladies nudged her friend as I walked by and said out loud, "Oh, that poor thing! I'll bet she's got cancer." And I heard that, and Sharon, my heart sank because, you know, I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to do all those things everybody tells you to do. But, you know, that that hurt me to the core because I really don't want to be seen as that, quote, poor thing. And I remember going back to my table of friends that I was meeting with at this restaurant, and I said to them, based on that little moment, that if they wanted to see me, they're going to have to come see me because I'm not going out in public again until my hair grows back and and I meant that, and so I went home that day, and after 30 days of, you know, honoring that promise I made to my friends, and and it was kind of funny because I would send my husband to the grocery store, and this was 30 days of him going to the grocery store and coming home with everything but dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved him for because he tried hard. Um, but it was after about 30 days, my friend Patty called me one day and told me that she had something for me, and she came by my house. And she had this gift bag with something in it, and she wouldn't let me see what was in it until I promised her that I would take it with a grain of salt. I mean, excuse me, with a sense of humor. You can tell I'm still battling this bronchitis. Anyway, so I had to promise her I would I would take it with a, with a sense of humor, and she handed me this thing. I opened the bag, and inside was this really stupid-looking hat that had little stick figures of bald-headed people, and right across the front, it said, No Hair Day. And I put that hat on my head, and my life changed at that moment because for the first time since all of that happened, I was actually able to smile at the reflection in the mirror. And, you know, it changed everything, and I've got a lot of stories around what that hat did for me, but bottom line is when we started Breast Friends four years later, That hat kind of kept coming back to me thinking, wouldn't it be cool if we could have that impact on lots and lots of women? So my friend Patty, who gave me the hat, also gave us some seed money so we could start raising money to develop the hat project. And that's exactly what we did. We found someone who created these images for us, and we had hats made. They're embroidered. They're really cute. And we started giving those out to women. We don't sell them. We just give them. And we give them to women who need to find a way to embrace their journey. And, you know, it's it's changed a lot of lives. We've been sending them out to women all across the country. We get wonderful photos of them wearing the hat, telling us how they feel beautiful. And they've been able to kind of find that funny moment in cancer because cancer is not funny, but there are funny moments. And they've been able to take that funny moment, embrace it, and then share that that laughter with other people. So... With that, I have the pleasure of introducing our guest. And let me just tell you quickly how we met him. Uh, Steve Hansen has a website called Cancer Horizons, and we're going to talk all about that here momentarily. But Steve heard about our hat project, and he put a link on our to our website onto his website, and all of a sudden, our orders from all over the country picked up big time in fact it's kind of funny it picked up so big we actually ran out of hats and it takes a long time to get a new order so I had to temporarily ask Steve to suspend that link and then the orders came to a dead halt (laughs) which allowed us time to get caught up get new hats in and get a process in place to, to process all of those hats and then we asked him to put the link back on and in that in all of that conversation with him, I found a very delightful man, and I am so excited that he agreed to come on our show today and talk about his um, his program and all the things that they do with all their compassionate cancer resources. They've got a lot of stuff available through their website, um, free stuff, financial help, cancer gifts, all kinds of things. So we're going to get into that, um, and we are going to welcome him now. So hello, Steve. Thanks for joining us today.
3: Oh my! Absolutely, my pleasure, ladies.
2: <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I know you didn't really know that story about why these hats are so important, but I, that's part of why I wanted to share it because what you're doing for us is incredible, and we just thank you so much for doing it, for doing it. Um, so, Steve, why don't you take a minute and tell us a little bit about your background, your family, education, anything you want us to know about you?
3: Oh, certainly, um, and 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 and. You guys are the epitome, if you will, of one of the reasons that we are doing what we're doing. Most of the cancer patients that have an outlet, whether it be hats or gifts or camps that they have started, are philosophically they, they want to give back to a community that is being touched in the same way that they have been. And so we just have, we are so blessed to have so many just like you, that your heart's in the right place. And no, I didn't know that story, but it's consistent with, you know, the messages that I get every day from those that are just struggling in so many ways with this uh, diagnosis. whether it be the reality of hair loss. Mm-hmm. whether it be changes in family, whether it be dynamics of a relationship that are now stretched and challenged because of the diagnosis. This is kind of the reason that, that I'm doing what I'm doing here. Uh, my background, you know, I was stockbroker by trade and, uh, you know, spent 10 years with Smith Barney. And from there, I took over a publicly traded company that, you know, specialized in web development. And I've owned that company now for the last 20 years. Um, uh, we do online marketing and web development, and so, you know, the creation of a, of a cancer project was not a real stretch for us. And so, but from a professional standpoint, this is contrary to everything that I have ever done in, in my life, but have <laughs> been kind of compelled through life events to get to this point. I have a, I have a darling family. We have a large family. uh nine children, five girls and four boys. We have, wow, uh,
2: I thought I had a big almost one. almost
3: 22 grandchildren, and, and for the most part, they are all happy and grounded and healthy and, and terrific. And so That's we funny. have so much to be grateful for as a family, and, and this becomes a great outlet for us as a group to now begin to give to a, a community that is just in such desperate need. So, you know, my education is all around online marketing and business and business development. And I'm pretty good at finding big companies that need to have a better citizenship face on and uh, and encouraging them to give and give till it hurts. So wow. that that's kind that, of our, you know where we're going with this is we don't ask anything from our our community, but boy we sure lean on our sponsors.
2: Well I sure think that's wonderful that you got your whole family involved. I mean, what a wonderful lesson to teach your children and your grandchildren what it means to give back. And that's so many people don't understand that, you know, learning that is something that you probably kind of have to learn early on. So good for you for for making that that effort. So Steve, why don't you tell us what is cancer horizons just kind of a, a general overview, and then we'll get into the details here shortly. So, just generally, okay, what definitely. is it?
3: Um, cancer horizons, you know, and, and we started this based on the reality that there are billions of dollars that are raised for cancer research to find a cure, because that's a great. Uh, you know, buzzword. It's a great call to action. It's a great call to arms, and everybody gets excited about it. And whether it be the government funding, or whether it be you know, you know, high octane celebrity-driven telethons that are raising money for awareness and for research, you have billions of dollars that are going into the reality of attempting to find a cure. And that's all well and good, but there are 18 million people that currently have a diagnosis that are struggling every day to try to figure out how to stay alive for one more day. They're very fluent online trying to find a way to stay alive. And there really seems to be very little um, from a government standpoint, from a um, an awareness standpoint, from telethon-type programs to help the person that currently has cancer most of which are struggling in so many ways physically for obvious reasons emotionally mentally financially most are stretched right to the limit with this diagnosis and they certainly aren't prepared for it they couldn't have anticipated it they certainly didn't ask for it and so but here they are dealing with this monumental cost factor associated with a disease that nobody seems to be able to get a handle on. Yeah. So true. That's the overview of Cancer Horizons and everything that we do is to try to find ways to give to this community in a, in a meaningful way, and then attempt to maybe lighten the load. You don't see yeah. desperate circumstances. You don't see hospital beds and people in you know in, in really distraught circumstance. You normally see happy smiling faces people that put on their best face and then move forward with courage yeah. and strength to take care of the reality of their world at that moment.
2: Well, you know, I was going to ask you what your greatest blessings are in this, but I have a feeling you just answered that, <laughs> you know, just seeing, seeing people kind of light up from within when they have opportunities to, you know, to do some of the things that you offer. So, um, you know, believe it or not, this first segments going very, very quickly. So, um, Sharon, I think you had some questions you wanted to ask Steve.
1: Well, I, and I was curious what your greatest challenges are um, that you face in this work.
3: Um, yeah, okay, good question. The, you know, the challenges are half of our community is, is grounded. They have a nice support system. They have insurance and they, and and some of them have, most of them have resources they were able to draw down on. And the other half, unfortunately, are, have nothing. They've lost jobs. Husbands have left because they couldn't handle the diagnosis. Um, single mothers are now attempting to manage their household. They're trying to get to treatment. They're trying to stay on the job knowing that, you know, they, they're physically impaired and sometimes unable after a chemotherapy treatment. It's just, it's just not possible. So half are in good shape. The other half are sometimes desperate. And I hear daily, uh, 10, 15 times a day from people that say, oh, I, I need help. I'm being kicked out of my home. Um, mm. My wife and I are living in our car. Wow. Um, and, and it's just heart wrenching. So,
4: yeah.
1: <clears throat> the one thing I've noticed about cancer, it seems like in many, many people's lives, it's like the third thing or fourth thing that's happened to people. So it's like. All these horrible things they've, you know, taken care of their parents, or you know, they've lost them, or some other type of, you know, disastrous thing has happened, maybe a financial thing, maybe they're losing their house. And then cancer is like the frosting on the cake. And then, of course, the financial piece of around cancer can be pretty overwhelming all by itself. So, so I can see how that would be the case. Have you noticed that, or is that just something we've noticed here at Breast Friends?
3: Um, it, 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 it's, it's a general thing because they're, they tend to opportunities move in waves, and I think sometimes problems and challenges do likewise.
4: Yeah, yeah. and yeah, so yeah, the,
3: you know, the messages that we get. It, this is just one of the a long line of challenges and difficulties that these individuals have been faced with. Yeah, on the flip side to that, however, one of the greatest joys that that. I find and that we are seeing is just this extraordinary concern for each other in this community where cancer is the binding tie between all.
1: Isn't that the truth? On social
3: platforms, on messaging, and everything that, that we do, the support mechanism and the messages of encouragement. And the boy, I was there, and this is how I handle that. And boy, and, and and I'll pray for you, and I'm, I hope for the best for you. Somebody they've never met, but go out of their way to to just hold their hand.
2: And you know, that's, me, one, that's of one of the finest things about the most
3: rewarding thing that I I mm. see from this community is this this collective nobility and with extraordinary courage on so many levels.
2: You know social media gets a bad rap sometimes but this is what definitely one of the most positive aspects of connecting with people on social media is there there is a community of support. Listen Steve we're going to go out to break but when we come back you know we touched on the financial thing and I know that there are a lot of organizations out there that do provide some level of financial support but it's pretty limited generally because of the the funding that's available. So when we come back I would really like to kind of pick up that conversation a little bit and talk about some of the um, crowdfunding and other things that you talk about um, to help support people. So let's uh, go on out to break. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute.
5: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit BreastFriends.org and contribute today.
4: When was the last time you felt
1: Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about resources available through Cancer Horizons from our guest, Steve Hansen. And Steve, I really wanted to um, address, you've got the largest directory of free products and services on the internet for cancer pages, which is wonderful. So can you just describe a few of those things um, that are available to our audience?
3: Certainly, Um, the you know our our initial premise was to base you know based on providing services that could really be of benefit from great companies, from great individuals, from those that have had cancer previously, just like you two. Um, Some of the larger organizations that um, have been just really impressive. One is Southwest Air, where they will fly a family on a commercial flight to a, a treatment or. If there's a hospital stay that's outside of the area, they have a program specifically for families to fly them for free.
4: Oh, uh, my Extended gosh.
3: Stay America has oh. a program where, you you know, cancer patients can stay in their facility for free. And I had many experiences where somebody are just on the fly says, I'm going to Florida, I need some place to stay. Um, and they've contacted Extended Stay America through our website, and, and boy, and return and report that boy, thank you for this. You know, it's right down the street from the hospital, and this is perfect for us. Fabulous. And Uber Health now is now getting in the game, where wow. they have a program where they are offering free rides to and from doctor's appointments. The unique aspect of this program is the reality that they are interacting and involving the doctor himself. 30% of the patients uh, don't show up, and most is because they don't have access or rides to an appointment, and everybody loses wow. when that person's not in, a, in, in that room. And so now through Uber Health, the doctor is paying now to have the, that patient picked up, dropped off you know, for their appointment, and then returned home. Wow. And so some really extraordinary companies that are now showing themselves to be extremely good corporate citizens and providing these kind of resources available. So we have thousands of them on our, on our site. These are just a few.
2: Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow.
1: So, so what are the, some of the financial resources available to our listeners um, from that website? Because obviously that is probably one of the biggest problems that, that people have.
3: Um, true. Um, you know, the cost associated with a diagnosis is extreme. Um, and this is where we pretty much interface with a, a large number of associations. And, and they all try really hard. Um, but the, the need is so extraordinary. Um, but, you know, you have a uh, leukemia association, which will give $1,000 you know, to someone that has leukemia. Um, you've got the emergency cash that is being given by a number of vendors and associations, and and I I guess I because someone has cancer or says they have cancer, it doesn't mean that they don't have to jump through some hoops in order to ensure that they are entitled to a valid request. Most of these organizations are really good at screening and making sure that funds are given to the right people, and some even have emergency cash where they can send out a few hundred dollars. To keep lights on and heat on, or, or air conditioning going. Mm-hmm. So it's a big section of our site, and we have it broken down by, you know, cancer patients. Uh, we have it broken down by c- prescription meds for young adults, life insurance funding, mortgage help, and even legal assistance.
4: Wow, um, that's so amazing! It's a,
3: it's a pretty busy section of our site that we continue to keep adding new resources. And gratefully, new resources continue to keep coming to us to say, "Gee, can we be included in your in your program?" And right. we
1: have open arms to all. That's that's wonderful. So, I, I heard something about medical crowdfunding. That sounds exciting. What tell us about that? <laughs>
3: uh, medical crowdfunding is just the process of creating an account and then inviting friends and associates and neighbors and and anyone that would like to participate to direct fund. Since they don't have, you know, a lot of resources, some are not working, they've gone to medical crowdfunding. And it's gotten to be a big um, financial component for not only just, you know, cancer, but raising money for a business or a new idea or a startup. So this program, you know, we allow anyone that has a crowdfunding account to put them on our website for free. And then we give them a little bit more horsepower and give them a little bit better reach and encourage all of our sponsors to say, if you have dollars lying about, these are great places where you can really impact people on a one-on-one level and see your money going to work on their behalf and making a difference.
1: Yeah, I know my daughter was diagnosed in August and she's self-employed, uh, she does hair in New York, and when you're not able to work, your bills keep carrying on, and so I know she used the crowdfunding kind of concept and was able to really make it so she could take a little bit of time off after her surgery, and uh, so that was a godsend for sure, so that's wonderful that these things are available. So um, are there support resources for the caregivers on your website as well?
3: Um, absolutely. and Actually, my, the life event that kind of moved me down this road was my father passed away five years ago from colon cancer, and my, I have three sisters, and we became his caregivers for a four-month period. Mm-hmm. So twenty four seven my sisters and I were were watching him and caring for him and helping him and and it's hard being a it's caregiver. It's hard. Is it
1: is really hard, hard. work, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> emotionally and physically.
3: <laughs> and um and we were fortunate because sometimes being a caregiver can tear a family apart where it brought us very close together and, and we continue you know, as siblings to, you know, reflect on those days and and the great blessing it was for us to care for him on that very personal, intimate level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's, yeah, there's lots of resources wonderful. for, you know, for caregivers and even some resources. If some, a caregiver is is now committing to everything and no longer working, there are those that will pay that caregiver an hourly wage in order to, you know, to take that role.
4: Wow, and those kind of wonderful. resources are
3: on our website as well. Uh, caregiver resources and support.
2: That's great. You know, and not every family is is as close-knit um, as others, and sometimes a cancer diagnosis thrown into the pot of an already difficult situation can end relationships, and it's it's heartbreaking when you see that happen, and then all of a sudden this person has no support, and you know it really it's it's a real struggle for them at that point so it's just you know it, it's it's cancer is a tough 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 disease and a hard hard thing to to kind of get through by yourself so it's nice that there are resources out there and it's lovely that they are all kind of found in one place steve let me ask you a quick question um are most of the resources on your website National or are any of them global because we have listeners all over the world, so are any of them any of these companies providing services elsewhere outside the United States?
3: We are primarily u s based okay. and and like you i I too get requests from from all over the world, um, and I actually have a research staff that is now in the process of a, attempting to identify um, organizations similar to ours, which would be a, a referral type point for someone in India or in the Philippines or in South America, we get, you know, requests routinely. But mm-hmm. our site and most of these, these providers are primarily, uh, for U.S. only. Many are for local. Some are state, uh, organizations and they serve as a specific county or what have you. Um, but for now, it, it's mostly U.S. with the thought process okay. that eventually we could go global. You know, okay, well, you know
2: what? We have a lot guys. of listeners in Ireland. Hello, Ireland. Uh, we have a lot of listeners there, and we don't really know how that happened, but we're excited about it. So if you do find any resources in Ireland, that'd be awesome. <laughs> So it's a little selfish. It's <laughs> a little selfish plug there, but um, for our our listeners because we love them. Um, so Steve, let me ask you about a cancer planner. I know you've talked about that before. So what is a cancer planner, and are, do you pay for them? Is it worth it? Tell me. Tell me about that because I've never um, heard of
3: them. You know, we we wrote an article on our site called "Managing the Chaos of Cancer." And, um, and it deals with that specific issue of, of, a, of a cancer planner and the value associated with it. Because when somebody is diagnosed with cancer, just as you two were, it is not only a stunning um, revelation, one that is so challenging, and now there are, there's terminology, there's jargon coming from, you know, from doctors and from caregivers, and there are medicines that they're that unfamiliar with. And so, anytime you're able to track and know what you're doing from point A to point B, grounds you in kind of the circumstances and the situation, and then also allows you the chance to to maybe kind of plan where cancer, as as you well know, puts you into a tailspin. And if you're in chemotherapy and you have chemo brain, it becomes even worse. you are not really thinking clearly, and so having a plan or a planner that's designed specifically to help go from point A to point B and manage appointments and take notes of what the doctor had said and, and what foods work and what combinations of foods don't work. And so you know, you're know you able to reflect back and see all the, the things that have happened. Um, and it also becomes a good place for someone to just kind of write down some feelings. Some of the cancer planners have a, almost a little diary included with them. Nice. So, they can show really how they're feeding, like your experience, you know, Becky in the restaurant. Um, that is not uncommon. And that was comparative. that was a nice thing that that person said because it was actually accurate. Um, some are <laughs> it belittled. was true,
2: but, <laughs> but still yeah, hurtful.
4: It's, <laughs> yeah.
3: It's just, it's just so hard. But a planner just kind of brings it into a, a manageable platform versus this appointment and this med and this doctor and this counsel, and this food and this caregiver and this, you know, hospice or whatever, they're all having different ideas and opinions. So a planner just helps to manage a process.
2: So a lot of clinics have what they call nurse navigators, and they kind of, their their goal is to kind of take you from that point of when you first are diagnosed, kind of go through the treatment plan with you and help you kind of coordinate and organize that medical piece of it. So what you're suggesting is that the cancer planner is beyond, kind of beyond the medical and sort of embracing the whole, the whole picture that the survivorship, the, the diet, all of those things. Am, am I hearing that correctly?
3: Um, yeah, it kind of brings it all into, into light, but we love those that are offering, you know, that, that navigator.
2: Yes, that, absolutely. That
3: person that will take you by the hand and explain things especially if there's not a support system in place for someone. Yeah, And, you so, know, when I mean, Sharon and a, I went
2: through our cancer, we didn't broken. have nurse navigators. There was no such thing back then. And I know they, they are now. In fact, Sharon and I are both certified navigators as breast advocates. But um, the the navigation process is, I mean, it's you've got to go through a process to get there. But, Sharon, wouldn't you agree that if we would have had navigators back in our day, um, it would have been a little easier to handle, I think.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I still think that that um, uh, you know, a, an organization like Breast Friends and Cancer Horizon, there's there's gonna be a need for these outside services for very many, many, many years, even though there are, you know, the medical system is improving every day, but definitely um, it would have made it a lot easier. Yeah. No I, kidding. I mean, I felt, I really felt like I was, you know, just kind of going from one appointment to another with my Um, you know, with my eyes as big as saucers, just having, you know, like no clue what I was doing or if this was the best decision, I just kind of had to trust who I went to and, and I just followed their lead. But, you know, really, um, it was a pretty daunting situation, especially since the people I knew who had had cancer were very much older than me, as well as, all had passed away. So I really didn't know what to look forward to other than potentially an early death.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know it's really scary because you don't know. I mean, a certain number of women do die from breast cancer and you don't know when you're first diagnosed, are you going to be in the group that does or doesn't? So yeah, yeah, it's very frightening. So with that in mind, Steve, let me ask you a quick question because we're coming up on our next break. Um, Is there any information on your website or resources on your website for people with stage four metastatic cancer,
3: um, absolutely. Okay. You know, since like I have a, a yes answer to everything, and um, and that's which I love,
2: case, by the every, way. <laughs>
3: every day something new comes. We say, "Wow, that's yeah. a good idea. We should have that."
4: Yeah. That's um, awesome. But
3: uh, you know, if there's one group that I've been most touched by. It is this group that have you know metastatic breast cancer. Um, where their their prognosis for the future is is really not very good um, because it's it's transferred or it's moved to migrate another part of the body or what have you, and so we have a you know a number of articles work closely with a number of the associations to continue you know to keep educating, um, and you know there was one comment that was made by one woman. That with uh, you know metastatic breast cancer, and, and she said, there is no cure for Mets. We feel like castoffs in the pink ribbon world. and, and just this the dialogue and the desperation of their circumstances um, is so challenging, but I uh, yeah, but we've got a number of their stories that we've published. and boy, these are women that are I mean living every moment to. It's absolutely, you know, um a complete self, their whole their family, every moment they're engaged, every moment they're valued, every moment they're trying hard and um boy, we can learn a lot from their attitude of how they're exactly. dealing with not only <laughs> their circumstances but also you know their love of life and their hope for the future, whatever that future may hold for them
2: yeah,
4: yeah. it's a it's a Very tough time. True.
2: Well, we are going to go out to break, and when we come back, um, I'm very intrigued by this this topic, and that is cancer gift giving: what to and what not to give to a cancer patient. So, stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs>
5: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at BreastFriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today.
4: When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a crossing shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance, like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless.
1: Welcome back. We've been talking about resources available through Cancer Horizons with our guest Steve Hansen. And Steve, right before we went on a break, we were going to talk about cancer gift giving. What do you give, and what shouldn't you give? So why don't you answer that question for us?
3: <laughs> um, certainly, the you know the normal gift giving, whether it be for holidays or for birthdays or for what have you. To a cancer patient, seems to you know be lost um, as people move to tradition. They provide chocolates or flowers or, or whatever. And if you're a patient on a restricted diet, chocolates don't work. And having a you know a flower bouquet next to you that is making you nauseous because you're in chemotherapy, and then a few days later that you know that bouquet is dead. The symbolism is just really bad I had one we did a video one time with some breast cancer survivors and the one gal that said that that a a well-intentioned neighbor no ill will at all brought a a funeral spray
2: oh dear as a gift oh Oh, (laughs) Oh, my god God. oh
1: dear and you just have to say wow What were they thinking? Yeah, what were they? They weren't. They weren't. So we've got a (laughs) a
3: number of really extraordinary companies. Most of them are run by you know former patients, you know survivors, Um, and whether it be chemotherapy gifts, whether it be gifts for men, gifts for women, uh, gift baskets, they all of the products that are provided are, are hand selected. Specifically nice. to, to deal with and take care of a patient and have actually product that they will use instead of re-gifting to someone else. And so, you know, from cancergifts.com you know, to we rocked it and you know, rocked the treatment, which is specifically for chemotherapy gifts, to heating baskets, to ready for recovery, to, you know, just don't send flowers. Um, we have lots of resources on our side. Most of them are are offering discounts to our community. And we encourage we actually we don't try to market to our community. We try to market to our friends, their friends and their neighbors and their associates and coworkers. And to give them ideas to say, Well, I had not never thought of that. I shouldn't buy this regular gift basket of fruit. Maybe I should give them something that they'd be able to use. And so the the gift giving aspect has been a a pretty significant component of our of our side, um, and then even, you know, for kids, you know, what to give to a a child. Um, specialty clothing. You know, with access clothing. So if they're in going into chemotherapy, so instead of having to just robe they have access to ports. And so and then appreciation gifts for caregivers and and wigs and what have you. So you know, this is a big section of our of our site with some really dynamic merchants and vendors that all have a sensitivity to this community and and really are are skilled. I've been so impressed with how they've handled our community as they call it. Tell me more, and this is my situation, and they create custom baskets or what have you. Pretty tender right. along the way.
2: You know, one of the things we've done in our office, Steve, is we have these chemo bags that we partnered with a a local guy here, a young man who developed this, pro, this product line when he was 15 years old because somebody gave his mother something like this. And so he decided to start this whole thing called Matt's Chemo Bags. And he partnered with us. We give them away for free. I think we're out now. It's, Probably time to see if we can get some more. But some of the things in that chemo bag were things like warm, fuzzy blankets and really warm, you know, fluffy socks and a journal and a really nice, cool pen. And, you know, things that aren't going to have that, you know, the the smells like you talked about or the um, dietary stuff. So just as an example of some of the things that, that are helpful to give to patients. Sharon, can you think of anything else that was in those bags that might be um, I can't remember now. I think well, we had were, some.
1: There were some lotions and some right. candles and things like that. But you know, again, it was um, uh, a lot of times there were, um, uh, you know, depending on what who helped get the items. You know, the the sponsors that true that you know participated made a difference too. Yeah. So, but overall, it had like the pillow. You know, when you have a surgery that you you know have comfort to protect yourself from like the seatbelt or or, um, I know I started sleeping with a pillow years ago when I had my mastectomy originally and I still, I still sleep with a pillow. <laughs> yes, to this you day. do. I remember <laughs> we, we travel together every now and then
2: she pulls this pillow out of her bag. and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> it's
1: so funny, but you know, it's, it, it's that sense of security. And I think, um, so having those pillows and the blankets and things like that in the, in the chemo bags are very helpful. Yeah,
2: that's true. Well you know what I think Sharon we had let's let's get to a couple of other quick questions because this is actually our shortest segment um we still have a you know a few minutes left but um Steve I, let me ask about the about pharmaceutical companies what what do you you said something about them having a love hate relationship with the cancer community what what does that mean and what what's your insight on that well
3: the you know the pharmaceutical community obviously is is Front-running most of everything that is being done for cancer research, and all of them were competing to find the next blockbuster drug. And so, clinical trials to you know all all of their uh, their preliminary findings. You have thousands of hours of research and really smart people that are creating these you know these blockbuster drugs that hopefully are going to have a a changing impact. The love-hate relationship comes in the reality that a pharmaceutical company that is is creating this blockbuster drug is pretty well healed financially. If you look at their you know financial filings that they present, they make a lot of money. They
4: do. And mm-hmm. a
3: individual that has cancer that's priced out because they can't afford that medication because their insurance won't cover it, the insurance won't pay for it or they're uninsured now you know they are restricted from having these life-saving medications. And so the love-hate relationship comes from the reality that some people are priced out. If I had a loved one that was on a particular drug from Novartis or from Merck or from whoever, and, and they're now a survivor, boy, I love them. If I have a loved one who was on that same drug and didn't make it, my feelings towards that, to, you know, that pharmaceutical company are not that glowing any longer. And so they, you know, they really, and, and, and I have a, a great respect and trust in most of these pharmas, um, and they will become sponsors of this website where we have been in conversation with a number of them. Because this is a great way for them to go right at the people yeah. that, you know, you know that they, they work for every day. Right, and to make you know, it easier and to help in some fashion and to balance the scale a little bit and maybe provide a bit of a financial cushion. Some have uh, some great programs. If you can't afford your medication, please let us know and we will help.
2: Yeah, and that's so, what I was just going to say because, you know, I was on a drug m- for my last cancer battle when I was diagnosed in September. They actually called it stage 3 metastatic, and they put me on a uh, one of the newer um, drugs for metastatic breast cancer and you know my insurance company paid most of it but not all of it and so the um the pharmaceutical company actually offered a copay card and they paid the balance so that drug cost me nothing and so i know there's a lot of companies that that really do that they really want their medications in the hands of the people who need them and so i guess i kind of have a love relationship with our pharmaceutical companies you <laughs> know <Right> <laughs> at least the ones i've had the pleasure of working with cuz they've been really really good and um you know so I, so, i understand I understand what you're saying. There seems to be if you read on you know social media, there's a lot of criticism. but there's I'm glad they're spending so much money on research because they are saving lives. and we're I'm very thankful for that. So, um, question about college scholarships? Tell us about that because I sure don't want to run out of time before we cover that one.
3: Oh, okay, I'll, I'll move quickly here. We created a little scholarship for anyone that has cancer and has taken the challenge of getting an education at the same time. And so we a you know, $1,000 scholarship to spend on whatever they want. Um, and we just got some really extraordinary stories from young and old. Um, and uh, one young lady, you know, uh, brain tumor. We had some that had amputations, and they're still going to to college um, and so we just wanted to find a way to take care of this small group, um, and and the and the stories that we received were just absolutely inspirational. So it was successful enough that we're now doing going to do this probably quarterly.
0: Oh, and that is a, so great! A
3: scholarship away every 90 days to you know someone that is working really hard to not only educate themselves but dealing with their therapy at the same time.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I can guess. relate to that, huh, Sharon. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> that was one of the school. things that got you yeah. going.
2: Yeah, I-, I went back to school at 43 and 3 months later I was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer and I did I did take time off from my job but I did stay in school and it was very cathartic I guess but yeah. it was wonderful no, and it
1: kept you going it really it did. did it was it, did. it was like something to do to keep your mind off yeah. of the cancer so yeah. it it's was bigger than me helpful. absolutely
2: I, I absolutely. Did finally graduated took seven years because I'm a slow learner but whatever <laughs> <laughs> no you were working full-time for I was working full-time <laughs> when I did, did finally come back so before we run out of time um, I do have two more quick questions for you um, I know that that you're you don't accept donations, but you do accept um, sponsorships, and that's how you fund this program, correct? Exactly. Okay, because you take no donations and you give everything away, so it's like, okay. <laughs>
3: you know, my, my accountants have some real heartburn over this program. Not <laughs> <bet>.
2: bad. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to sponsor your program, they would just contact CancerHorizons.com, and is there a sponsorship link on there?
3: Um, yeah, we have a, a sponsorship link which has a variety of programs that are available. Um, we have some really extraordinary businesses that are coming to us. Uh, we, we give away product. A company in North Carolina called TheraWorks is giving away a hygiene product. And They are for five months now. They said, "Yeah, you know, we, we're happy to help," and we're giving away thousands of bottles of this hygiene product, which is perfect for for chemo ports and anything you need to have touch free hygiene. Um, we've had lotions. We had simple squares that gave away a nutritional bar, um, and so we'll take product, we'll take cash, we'll take whatever they can offer um, in yeah, that we can funnel to our community. We don't make any money, um, you because know, everything is now going towards you know funding programs and helping people out. Uh, but our eventual hope is to be able to have sufficient corporate sponsorship that we'll be able to create a, a bit of a, of a, a cash reserve okay. where we can now help out you know individuals that are just desperately in need and send them a, a $500 gift card or something That's that will, will help them through this challenging time or put food on the table.
2: Well, Steve, we're so impressed with you, and we are unfortunately out of time. So, very quickly, is it CancerHorizons.com or CancerHorizons.org? Tell our listeners.
3: CancerHorizons.com. Okay. That's where you can find the website, and I love this program, and we'll probably end up putting not only this program, but some of the ones that you had previously um, on our website for all of our community listen to so
2: that's so awesome thank you that's that's tremendous well we do need to take take leave of this show steve you've been a wonderful wonderful guest and we're very excited to have had you on the show so um, for our listeners out there we do have a breast friends app it's just called breast friends app it's available on (laughs) google play or the app store um, You can also visit our website at breastfriends.org. There's a big blue button at the top. If you'd like to make a donation, just hit that button, and that helps keep everything that we do available to our, our patients and our community for free. And just remember that we will be back next week. We're always back next week. And until then, remember there's always hope, and we're here to help you find it.
0: Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hennepin and Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. There is always hope and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.